I have great respect for the UK, United Kingdom, great respect. People call it Britain. They call it Great Britain. <laughs> they used to call it England, different parts. <laughs> Wait, okay, that's, that's not completely wrong, but... Uh... No, that's the thing about him that's so fun, is like he, he kind of pretty much gets it right. It's like... It's kind of like a like a nine year old telling you that, and you're like, "Hey, that's pretty good." You're right, you kind of is looking at you. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to be clear, I have no fucking clue what any of that means. But the thing about me is that, like, I'm poor and I don't own a golf course anywhere. Right. So if you're mad at me for not knowing stuff, it's actually classist. And you can't complain unless you donate enough to the Patreon that we can go there and do a live show. So. Yeah, so that's that's the <laughs> yeah yeah and nothing better than American American leftist le- uh, podcast going over to uh, going over to the UK, which always means that the the hosts feel the need to uh, the, do they, accents. Yeah, do the local yeah oh, they do the the, yeah. the, the, the the yeah they almost think the the uh, amateur hour uh, like standard comic but like let's try the lo- let's try let's let's you know oh, let's do the local accents because that's the only way we can really um, you know um, interpret you people, but. But, to, but like I said, my British accent often, often sounds like Cary Grant, so uh, not <laughs> yeah. a British person, from what I understand. So, but, but he, no, he was. He, I think he was born in the in England, but then was like as a child moved to the United I think States. That, I thought Cary Grant's whole like accent was just a like that wasn't his real accent. Right? No, it was tra- it was like this, mid- this yeah. transatlantic. It was yeah. very um, yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. And you and welcome. You are joining us in media's res to giving the mic to the wrong person. I am your host, Jeremy, here on a lovely uh, late summer Monday evening here in uh, sunny, um, sunny Portland, uh, joined again by uh, new and uh, new friends and olds to talk about well, uh, the, clo- the first the closest thing we've ever had to an international episode so far, I think, probably. Um, yeah, I'm more. I, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, our returning champions slash co-pilots to this thing uh, uh, with us tonight are. I'm Jacob, but I prefer to be thought of more of a friendly nemesis type. And I'm Garrett. There you go. Yeah. And join us for the first time, uh, having uh, uh, chatted with us at a recent um, D- Portland DSA Red Caucus event at Saturday Riots. Uh, uh, new uh, new guest, would you uh, will you introduce yourself to the viewing audience? Hello. Uh, my name is Sean Cumming. I am a um, Scottish person. Do I any more than that? Uh, how, uh, I guess. <laughs> how long? Well, I'm how afraid l- we're going to need more. Yeah, okay, right. I uh, I live in Portland. I've lived here for about two and a half years. I grew up on, in a small town on the west coast of Scotland. I lived in Glasgow for about ten years. I was kind of involved in radical politics there. Um, I play music. I occasionally get jobs. I'm poor. There you go. What do you uh, w- uh, What do you play? Um, I write songs. I'm a songwriter. I occasionally writer. If people give me a job, I'll do some writing for them as well. So you know. What's your main instrument? Uh, what's your main instrument? Uh, um, probably singing. Actually. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Mostly. Cool. I've, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to sing anything right now. I mean, I could, but it's too early. It's, no, it's way too early. <laughs> it's too. And I was say, you know, it's way too uh, way too early in the uh, way too early in the show for that. Well, I noticed that Jacob has a nice singing voice as well from earlier. I don't know if it's going to make the show, but maybe we could we could get some three part harmony going at some point. Especially in that track that you were doing earlier on, that was pretty yeah, well, pretty great. 
I'll need the the lyric sheet, but I think we should we should make something. We could like go that. away and practice, and then come back and do it. What? Three part harmonies. We need someone else then. I can sing. Oh, right, right. yeah, yeah, okay. Garrett, Garrett actually does sing it. Uh, I uh, I I used to know how to sing baritone. When I was in, uh, um, Wait, we've got barbershop quartet. Then there we go, right here. The B sharps. Anyway, when I was in, uh, when I was in Atlanta for the DSA convention, one of the Friday night parties was at a a bar just called Church Great Dive Bar. Second floor where the pool tables were, it was also they would have uh, a karaoke night, but they had a church, a small little like electric church organ there, and the songbook was just like um, was just all of the uh, just lyric sheets and. Um, the guy would play, or he'd he'd play the music and he'd sing back up while you performed, uh, you, while you did a karaoke song to the crowd. I uh, they only had uh, Jamie from the Antifada. She was one of the hosts that night. She sang the only pulp song they had on their catalog. So I sang the only Johnny Cash song. What did you sing? Uh, a boy named Sue. That's the only Johnny Cash song. That's the only Johnny Cash song they had on the playbook. It's not even written by Johnny Cash. No, Shel Shel Silverstein. But um, no, it was a good night. uh, I got to meet meet Ben Burgess and the Street Fight guys were there. It was was on time, but we'll talk DSA stuff later. like I said, this, you know, as, as most of you, uh, if you're listening by this, you probably know that we're not exactly the most formal of conversations. So, Sean, but after our enthusiastic discussion uh, that night, wanted to have you on and just to talk, uh, effectively give a, uh, I don't know, introduct. You know, like I said, we we're dumb. We're we're xenophobic Americans. We I think we we barely uh, we have enough uh, horseshit uh, going on in this country to uh, have to that we have to like fight off to start worrying about other co- countries, even though we do claim to be internationalists somehow at some point, I guess. So we wanted to ask you uh the uh the subject matter the subject matter expert the sme if you could talk if you could uh i don't know just go off about a mix of <laughs> topics of everything from like the weirdness that is scottish politics versus uh uk stuff uh Bre- brexit boris johnson um i can't uh, got the, so- the go so- go um okay so i mean we could start with like a a, a brief discussion of um, Scotland is, I mean, politically slightly different from, and if you think about um, parliamentary politics, but it is politically different from the United Kingdom, mm. and, and really has been um, for a long time. And it's always been, even under um, the formation of the United Kingdom, 1707, so the formation of, um, uh, yeah, the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland, or Ireland as it was at the time, the the Scotland has had some slight differences from the rest of the United Kingdom. It has a separate legal system, um, uh, although the United Kingdom has an overarching legal system, uh, um, has a separate education system, um, so qualifications and things are separate, and has always had that even before they got a Scottish Parliament. So could currently, to fast forward a bit through history, currently Scotland has a Parliament, um, which and obviously Britain has a parliament as well. Um, the Scottish Parliament deals with devolved subjects, so um, things that are devolved to the Scottish Parliament um, uh, include things like uh, education, health. Um, things that don't uh, are not included are things like foreign pol- policy, um, war, yeah. uh, immigration. You know, important shit. Yeah, imperial shit. Imperial shit. Um, so. The, the Scottish Parliament was formed in uh, 1999 
there was a referendum in the 70s. Nobody was really that interested in the 70s. Scottish nationalists will now bite my head off online if they find out I said that. But really in the 70s, there was actually a majority vote, but the turnout was like 30%. Um, and there was a weird rule where you had to get 40% or over um, for it to be legitimate. Yeah, like so they lost that vote. Quorum. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. So in 1997, there was another vote. And it was the Labour Party put this, uh, and this time it passed with with a much larger majority and a much larger turnout. So they founded the Scottish Parliament in 1999. Um, and from that point, um, uh, we're talking out here as well, bear in mind, as socialists, as revolutionaries, right, mm. that we're talking about this is the superstructure of society. This is not really talking about the economic system, which is still capitalism. Right. Um, Scotland is a vastly unequal society. In fact, is Glasgow, where I lived for about 10 years, as I said, um, is one of the most unequal um, parts of Britain. Really? Uh, the inequality index or something, um, I, I, even the Scottish government's figures have it at 25% uh, inequality rate. So, like, the there's 25 to 1 based on, uh, based on a number of factors. So you're 25% more unequal if you're poor in Scotland than you are in other Does parts. Does that mean, of, like, the richest person has kind of 25? 25 to 1 sort of vibe, right? But yeah. it's probably more than that. But this is, like, an equivalent. This is, this is their statistics statistical figures but sure. even then they're they're saying that they're that, that you are 25 25 more unequal if you're poor than if you're rich in in scotland and it's quite a high rate it's hardly higher than i don't know if it's higher than the rest of the united kingdom but it's it, certainly really fucking high is it as bad as like well isn't it dublin where everything is like is like even more insanely uh like housing and such is like even more insane because of all of the american companies that are at like apple think, and shit are over there well, yeah i mean dublin has has uh, i mean ireland itself is um uh, well, Dublin itself has a housing crisis caused by, again, uh, austerity, rank inequality, and, and also the privatisation mm. and austerity agenda, which, again, we could talk about a bit about European Union, but Ireland has been a massive victim of uh, the ECB, the European Union, and um, the politics of austerity and the politics of the European Union periphery, which have really, like, Greece, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier on about Greece, but, like, the Greece... Um, and Ireland and Portugal have and Spain have really suffered yeah the pigs countries yeah have really suffered um, uh, from from privatization and austerity and I think that is the major cause in uh, in Ireland Scotland's s- slightly different to that mm-hmm. um, because Britain never joined the euro right and uh, the, the but but the inequality rate in Scotland is still pretty high um you you can have like there's an equality you can actually go and look at a map online and I lived in a part of Glasgow which uh, was a which called a council estate um, and uh, that's social housing predominantly mm, right high rises a bit of low rises as well they were actually I mean I enjoyed living there and my neighbors were all just on like me working class people doing a job You're right um, what, you know what, what in America we call the projects yeah yeah but I mean even then in Scotland you, you yeah you're even like in America as well you have like a variety of different people living in those areas and they're very disparaged um, and they're just working class people living mm-hmm. their lives but right next to it that was one of the poorest areas of Glasgow and right next to it I mean literally right next to it um, across the road was one of the richest areas of Glasgow they're right, right smack bang next to each other um, Glasgow has this this rank you can see the you can see you can actually see it um, like building by building just 
next to each other, like yeah. like, like Grenfell or I mean, yeah, I mean, like yeah, similar, really similar. I mean, it's kind of about the way the city was built and stuff like that as well. But Glasgow has always been so. Scotland itself is is, is a very iniquitous uh, place. Um, the Edinburgh similar actually. Edinburgh people think of it as a very rich place, but it's also a very very poor place as well. So you have this very um, England has bits of that as well, like in Manchester. Do you remember the riots in like two thousand and was that 2010? Was, about, it? was it about... Uh, I remember something, yeah. I think it was... It was, yeah, it was, it was uh, around about the time of the crisis. Were the students, sort of... Was the students or was it more, of like, a race, or more of like a race rebellion? It wasn't really, no. It wasn't like... It, it was really about poverty. And, okay. and, and but, but that was, I mean, one of the main factors in that was the fact that you had, like, the poorest areas nudged right up against these huge areas of wealth and no access to stuff. So, mm-hmm. so... You know, like that's a, that's a powder keg. That'll do it, right? You can look at these things, and you can never access them, right? Um, there's bits of that within Scotland as well. It's still a very unequal society. Um, it's, it's called. It was called for a long time the sick man of Europe. So there's there's a lot of um, health disparity in Scotland. At one point, the Shettleston, an area I worked in, um, I worked in homelessness at, at one point in in Scotland and, and literacy, um, and I used to teach up there and. Shettleston in Glasgow um, there's a couple of funny really funny things about it it has one of the the best named um, tanning salons it was it did ta- tanning and piercing. It was called Pierced and Bronzen, and it had oh, a picture. Got- it had a picture of Pierce. It had a picture of Pierce. It had a picture of Pierce Bronzen just on the window. Funny. I think it's pretty clever, right? I like it. It also had loads of pictures. For some reason, a picture of Usher as well. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was just the style. Every of the time, time I passed that, I was like, "Why is Usher on the window?" I don't. I don't get. Um, so that, but that area, Shettleston, the life expectancy at one point was something like fifty-four. For a man, right? So you're talking about like a really, um, and poverty really and inequality and capitalism, frankly, are to blame for that. Um, historical inequality, historical poverty within Scotland, and you can trace that really far back in history. Isn't it kind of a joke, uh, in the UK about like the Scottish diet, like to sort of like paper right. over the fact that, that like, yeah, like, like there's actually this inequality and like, and like. You know, the, but the the joke is like, oh, the, this you know, Scots die so young because they're eating deep fried this and that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, you're right. Like that's always been a joke about like, oh, you're you're fat, fucking, you'll fry fucking anything. Do you know what I mean? You know, like that sort of stuff is is always been that. Um, yeah, you're right. And but I, I think that that like I'm just trying to highlight that 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 style of humor like. We use it to not think about things. We do that all the time. It's like this. This is not a unique situation. Uh, and I, it's it's a way that I try to understand certain like social phenomenon, like about how we tell jokes about it, because it seems like it's either one thing or another. We're trying to not think about it. We're trying to think about it just enough to like get comfortable with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So anyway, and to deny those kind of like realities, right? When I was walking over here, I passed a Corvette that had a license plate. I'm not making this up. The license plate read, Mwahaha. (laughs) (laughs) And if it's still there when I get back, I'm going to key it. (laughs) This is good. Praxis. This is parody, parody, parody. This is all parody. This is all joke. (laughs) That was Jeremy talking, by the way. Parody. About the Corvette. (laughs) 
Well, so anyway, back to the lovely uh, social economic uh, landscape <laughs> that is <laughs> the misery of Scotland. Please, let's get back to it's fucking grey. We've got lots of words for grey things. We've got lots of words for bad weather. It's actually, do you know, it's not, it's not total fucking doom and gloom. And I was trying to get to the point where I was saying these are all the factors that are are part of why. Uh, in so you have the Scottish Parliament, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in charge of some stuff. It's not in charge of loads of stuff. It, 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 it you know, like to the, the, the we can get to talking about like the actual the the people in charge of it right now. But but bear in mind, so Scotland's still part of the United Kingdom. Scotland is be- the Scottish ruling class, and the rich in Scotland have benefited from Britain, right? They've benefited massively. Historically, it was those Scottish shock troops who were part of colonialism, right? It was they were the poor people who were recruited into the British Army, and they were the shock troops of the British Army. Uh, there's a gr- there's a great song um, by um, a Scottish songwriter uh, uh, called Hamish Henderson, um, where, where he has the line about, um, and he was a socialist. He's always a really fascinating guy. But yeah, he has the line about no more, no more shall people fear the sound of Scotland the brave in one of his songs. Um, and this is the idea of like in a socialist Scotland, mm. people we can be free ourselves from this past, and that really things like that, and the inequality of Scotland, the poverty of it, um, the the kind of um, the crisis after two thousand and eight as well. So you have this massive economic crisis globally, and this starts to shift. Uh, the the cannot be solved politically within Britain, right? Mm-hmm. You can see it now in Brexit, right? So Brexit is part... The crisis in the political class in, in Britain is fueled by this economic crisis and it's fueled by this inability to resolve this. The inability to resolve the contradictions of capital, right? And you would see that in 2008 after in Scotland. You then have... Suddenly you have people... Actually, it's it's much smaller. It's only about still about twenty six percent, twenty seven percent asking for independence. For right. I was going to say, yeah. How does uh, because like the ind- the independence referendum that presages yeah. Brexit by two years, something like that. Twenty fourteen was the the referendum. Um, Brexit was what twenty seventeen. Well, uh, 2016, because yeah, you got to remember, June of June twenty sixteen happens because people are like, free. I was yeah, I was in uh, I was in Mexico for for the, the day job and check just kind of and because news was coming in about the vote and just looking at the uh, the currency exchanges because the peso oh, tanked yeah, yeah the peso was was linked with uh, was linked with was linked with the the pound I think and then you, yeah. you could see it drop. Um, but I'm wondering, if if at all possible, can you talk about how did um, how or how did the first referendum come about, or was it just was it again kind of like an uh, a leading indicator uh, after like the '08 uh, crisis that eventually was the kind of the same kind of shit that led into, or was this, was it kind of like a, this was like a long stu- a long stewing problem that predated it? Was it because of refugees? No. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys have Muslim no go zones? Uh, we did. <laughs> We definitely do not have Muslim Nogosans. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey, hey, Just we have to clear that up yeah, right we do, now, we, right? We, you we, go, go get that out of the way really yeah, quickly. We, we do have to, yeah, we have to get that down for the record, just in case there... This is partially a travel podcast, so we want to know. We want people to know where the uh, Muslim Nogosans are. 
Lon- the lonely planet. Talk about it, but that's a, that's a highly uh, that's a that's a highly spe- specific lonely planet. Yeah, lonely planet guide for Islamophobes. Yeah, anywhere in Britain, it's just like just a big no go zone. Just uh, oh god, it's it's, it's we it's, have a series of have, travel maps <laughs> called No Go Zones. It's not racist. We're just talking about crime. Yeah, it's, crime it's, statistics. Where can you find the blandest food? That's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> where we Where can you find the the most white people, the most pale, orange, bright red a, faced people it's, yeah, it's in a, the British Isles? That's a, the way yeah, you want to go. Yeah, it's a special it's a special cross cross publication of Lonely Planet, but also you know the the Express and the Daily Mail and right. the, yeah. Is there a Chipotle? Fuck no, you you can. Chipotle would be fancy. That would be like super fancy. People would be like, wow, that's a bit... It's a bit much. Oh, right. I, yeah, I just heard stories. A Greg's about it. It would be a Greg's. Is there a Greg's? <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to get pelters for panning Greg's. Greg's is great. Okay, but nationalized Greg's. But what is nationalized Greg's? Is there a is there a Greg's equivalent in the United States? No, is it like a Denny's. The United like, States like, okay. doesn't have good pies. So oh, it's a pie place. It's, okay. it's like pies, pasties, um, well, meat pies, aspirational donuts. You know, like donuts that are like called fancy names and have like you know, like like voodoo donuts. Well, mm-hmm. you know? I'm from, well, I'm from Michigan, and we do have meat pies, which we cut because we had, because of the Cornish immigrants. We the pasties are a big thing in Michigan, and I I do miss them. The pasties um, and Greg's are shit though. So like, there's other better pasty places. You gotta go for the, if you're going for a Greg's, you gotta go for like. Um, the so I heard the vegan sausage rolls were the things they were absolutely the right were fucking furious. Wow! In Britain, about oh the god, Greg's that was rolls. shit. That was a thing, wasn't it? Oh yeah. god, I, that, the vegan sausage rolls drove the fucking right mad. God, I, I remember see, that that made it over. I remember seeing that that made it over like that that trickled through like yeah. social media, like weird like. Uh, scrabbling people on uh, video clips or like you know people sharing op-eds and shit Jesus so you know how it's it's a bit of a joke about people who like their only political uh, thing is like how pit bulls how people think about pit bulls <laughs> right uh, I want to know like because we were just talking about the people that are mad about food and there's like yeah. a lot of these people and like you're talking about right wingers in Scotland my my wife's uncle who's a a gay man, you know, successful business owner in the greater San Francisco area. He's really mad about food all the time. He's like, kale, it's bullshit. Like, and it's like, I think he thinks it's really cute, but what is this? Do you know what I think it is? Honestly, I think it's about a lack of control, right? So, like, people have no fucking... He's fucking mad about kale. Aye, right. So, like, people don't have any control over their lives, right? Except for, like, these small business tyrants, right? (laughs) Who their whole life is, like, telling people what the fuck to do, right? And most other people, like, and then they actually have no real fucking control over their lives they're like they're like uh, a leaf in the wind do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like uh, you know like they, they are blown about by the vagaries of capital so the thing that they get fucking furious about <laughs> is the one thing they control is like what they put in their fat fucking face yeah. right i think honestly that is like i i was i used to work in a, like selling sandwiches and i was get really angry at people because they would be such rude assholes right they're so demanding and unreasonable and like especially in the United States you don't get that so much in the UK I think it's honestly to do with the welfare state but like that you feel secure slightly more secure in the United Kingdom about about your life a little bit more secure and I think in the United States there is so that someone's compl- not going to go like half cocked on you because you get their sandwich wrong right. is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah very rarely except in London maybe where that, that pressure is like Right and and that again or places where there's just that sense of like absolute like um, violent kind of 
objectification of human beings. <laughs> you can't. You don't get that in other countries. You don't. Like people uh, don't do that. In preca- uh, yeah, precarity. Yeah. You guys, just have that as your theme tune. You do you guys have, have uh, uh, tipping? Yeah, but tipping's terrible. <laughs> I mean, like tipping is is I've worked, yeah worked in like tipping jobs and you people don't fucking tip right. in the United Kingdom. Like, and you're paid, you're still paid fucking absolute dog shit wages, right? So the the minimum wage in Britain is like. Uh, seven. I can't believe when I left it was like seven ten or something an hour, right? Which is the equivalent of like under ten bucks. Yeah. Wasn't there? Wasn't there? Didn't they have? I thought they had for a while. They they got their own version of a fight for fifteen, and I can't remember. There still is, yeah. Okay. Um, it's like fight for like ten ten pounds an hour. Um, yeah. Um, I had fr- actually friends of mine, uh, comrades of mine, were involved in that in Glasgow as well. Um, if I can go back slightly to the, the independence referendum, one of the certainly. Things, so the one of the things that that did was really radicalise loads of people. Um, it came about because um, so in 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 Scotland you, you have this situation of like dual, almost not dual power, not in the, the true socialist sense. Not, yeah, not, right? in the, not in the good. Yeah, not in the not not in the good sense. Not in the good sense. But you have like a se- have a separate political system into. And really, even even under capital in one nation, that doesn't work. Right? It's not a federal system. Bear in mind, this is like a dual power sharing system going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the Scottish National Party took power in 2011 um, over the Scottish of the Scottish government. Um, Scottish government. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we could yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. So they became the Scottish government, right? Uh, they were a minority government before that, and then they became a majority government in 2011. One of their demands as a minority government was to to for a Scottish independence referendum. This was always a minority position in Scotland. Like, always a minority position for for the entirety of, like, the British Isles. Because bearing in mind, again, the Brit- Scotland is, is absolutely... Scotland was not a colonial state of the United Kingdom, right? It, it, poor people in Scotland were always shot on, don't get me wrong, and the Highland clearances in the, the from the, the 18th century or 17th century up to the 19th century dispossessed, like, millions of poor people. Right, um, and forced them into the cities for the drivers of capital, right? And so there was like huge scale exploitation, and that's why it's gotten such a poor place. Um, but but was, you didn't yeah. have, yeah, you, you didn't have the the Irish racialization. No, no, there was no, it was not colonial. Yeah, it was more like a partnership, for lack of a better word. Yeah, because yeah. it was also the formation of capital within within the British Isles, right? Um, the first, like, so you had maybe like the the not, like, you know, the, the Jacobite uprising and things like that, that mm-hmm. was very romanticised and stuff like that, was really about smashing... Yeah, when are we going to talk about Outlander? Oh, fuck, yeah, you can talk about it. Just kidding, I've never want, seen it. Right? I've never watched yeah. it. I just it's, know it's about Scotland. I, I just remember, the, I, I, well, I can, I can remember, I remember vaguely Outland, uh, Outland, the science fiction film featuring Sean yeah. Connery as a uh, as a space sheriff. That was a, that's a great movie, actually. I'm a big fan of that movie. I haven't seen it. In a mining town, on the second moon of Jupiter... Something deadly is happening. Pretty soon we'll see that this is just like every other mining town. I work these people hard, 
and I, uh, I'll let play hard. Never much trouble. We're all professionals. I'm sure we are. Yeah, if there's one breed of dog that I'm concerned about, it's probably the one that does Nazi salutes. Yeah. That guy's Scottish. That guy right? is fucking Count Scottish. Dankula. He is a prick, right? Do you know uh, him? No, but... Oh, so you guys are getting really prick. online. I don't know what you're talking about. No, he was a... Fu- you're right. You can talk about the, the, the Nazi salutes. Tell me about dog, it, Jacob. Like. Well, I actually don't know that much about it but the general gist was that he like uploaded a video to youtube where he had taught his dog to do nazi salutes i think either when you were watching hitler videos or if you said heil hitler and he actually got charged with something. Yeah, because it would be a criminal offense. In, yeah. Uh, like a race crime or something. Like a, like incitement to racial hatred. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, and he actually got found guilty, as I recall. Yeah. And so all the freezed peach warriors online got extremely horny for this. Well, I mean, there is a right in Scotland. There is a, like a horrible, nasty, <laughs> vicious Well, vile. dogs don't have free speech rights. That doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. They should have well, charged well, the dog. Also, in Britain, no one's got free speech rights. Yeah. It's not a fucking thing. People talk about it, but it's not. We don't have that. Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> system is very different. Yeah, it's, it's totally like, you don't have, like, a constitution, right? So, like, you don't have, like, an inalienable right to free speech. Which, in some ways, is all right. Because like, liberals can't hide this idea of free speech. They can in Britain, but then people very quickly call them and go, we don't have that here. Yeah. You're thinking of America. We don't have that here. They talk about... They talk, though, that like they have a constitution, right? Like, no, we don't. They don't? We don't? Really? Okay. Britain does not have a constitution, no. Okay. no it's never been constituted. So, well, I know it doesn't technically have a constitution i i thought that they would they would say that like our body of laws are such that well yeah you know, it's we, like a legislative uh, exa- it's like the same as every bourgeois democracy right uh fucking nonsense not real democracy right is 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 a you know a parliamentary um well right so fuck, right there's so many bits to go into right the british parliament system is fucking crazy and so you have uh um like the queen is the executive the Queen is like a mess. The Queen is like the executive body of the British state, right? So, like, cool. cool, awesome. So, like, instead of having a president, you just have a queen. It says here that in 2018, Dankula announced that he had joined <laughs> Jeremy, do you UKIP. I'm just gonna take a look. Along leave. with okay, Carl well. Benjamin Sign and down. Paul Joseph Watson. That's sight. Oh god. Jesus Jake. Christ. Jake. I have no idea what this means. It said he intended to stand for MEP Member of the European Parliament. Gotcha. On behalf of UKIP Sorry. in the upcoming yeah, 2019 kind of like European Parliament oh, election. Absolutely smashed the, as well. Let's yeah. see. It was the deposit. He was named fourth on UKIP's list in Scotland. However, it was not elected after UKIP won 1.8% of the vote yeah. in Scotland. I assume that's bad. That's very bad. That is... Um, you can actually work it out. It's almost... Um, that's about 6,000 people. 
Well, th- you need to find out who those six thousand are. Well, guess, the, right? the, was wasn't wasn't that the vote that happened like after Farage completely like split from UKIP and yeah. was trying to do his yes, own thing? Yes, he did or? Brexit party, right? So he, yeah. yeah, he did the Brexit party, um, which actually got a huge fucking proportion of the vote. I think that the you can't again. I had to be born, but you can't really understand like the machinations of this without like an economic understanding of it, and then also like a a kind of vague understanding of like the ins and outs of Scottish and what British politics. Looks on you, I'm not going to understand either. <laughs> what you mean, a materialist analysis yeah. more than just kind of like cultural moral signaling yeah, is, is what you fucking get right now, right? Yeah. So you're getting like. Oh, Boris Johnson said that Meghan Markle has to stop eating avocados because Brexit's happening. You're like, what the fuck is this? This is meaningless shit. There's also this thing, the the funniest thing this week is the National Unity Government. All of this is fucking stinking shit right it's hoaching absolutely isn't that isn't that some sort of like lib dem related shit so like the whole thing right is about this continual crisis right within the british ruling class brexit has caused this absolute crisis within the ruling class sounds familiar yeah right but but also we have to get our like head out of our arse a little bit about it um, and and realize that there's all the shit going on right like like the, the crisis of the ruling class is one thing, but there's also loads of other fucking stuff that people are fighting and winning, right? Mm-hmm. People are actually fighting for, um, which goes, which you know, the the crisis of Brexit is a crisis caused by the ruling class about who gets to decide on uh, who gets to implement austerity, right? Right. They, they really fucking terrified the Corbyn, absolutely, right? Absolutely, anything to stop fucking Corbyn getting elected, well, the- undoubtedly. I think the Corbyn stuff again like a lot of this stuff has to be addressed through the lens of like understanding what happened in the last like 10 years mm. and in British politics and in the economy right so you had the 2008 economic crisis you then have like an inability to return to profit profitable levels you have a political crisis in the United Kingdom leads to the Scottish independence referendum right one of the things I think about the ruling class was that they thought that they could give Scotland an independence referendum it would be easily defeated and that would be the fucking end of it what was the final? Right. What was the actual vote? Placated by that. Yes. Yeah. What, yes. Was the, what was the actual? What was the final vote? Do you remember? Um, it was. Um, it was forty-five percent voted for yes, fifty-five percent voted for no. Right. Um, it's probably a, it gave him a one, nice scare. Yeah, but give. But bearing in mind, it started off before that 27 percent. So there was a huge leap, and the reason the leap was the radical left. I'm not fucking joking, right? The, the actual impact. Of the first time I went at flying, right, um, uh, was 2000 and th- 2013. I came back. I was living abroad, and I came back to Britain, and I got involved in the independence movement. But on the left, right, we put together a coalition. Uh, 
of I mean like and it was a fucking tough coalition because and this is the thing that hopefully people can learn here as well the people that are sectarian the people who hate you you have to work with them sometimes yeah. you have to fucking suck it up and you have to fucking deal with it and you can have those arguments with them but you have to do it because sometimes it's more important yeah right? the, the, the for, line, for this yeah similar to how there's in the line of like there's a difference between a friend and a comrade right you know? Right. So, how did that pan out? Can you? So, so, so there's a radical, radical independence movement, um, and um, the radical independence group, which was to the left, and there was people at the Green Party, there was people at the Scottish Socialist Party, who I have my own criticisms of, and there and, was and more than a few of its own um, scandals, I guess. Yeah, it has a few of its own scandals. Was in was in power, had some parliamentary seats, collapsed completely. Over a variety, actually a variety of different issues. Most of them think about it as this one scandal, but there was the Green Party in that coalition as well, uh, and there was non non aligned people, right, who just wanted because they were inspired by the idea that actually, wait a minute, wait a minute, this could actually fundamentally change something about my life, right? My life's fucking garbage, yeah, right? Ma- material impact. What do you? It's you know, fucking material. Yeah. And when we start making material impact arguments, we would go around flying, and the SNP. The Scottish National Party, who were the parliament, they're still in power, right? And I'll get a bit to why that is, actually, in a minute. Because it's very fucking interesting. The the Radical Independence, Rick, who were the Radical Independence Coalition, mm. right? And the left fucking dropped the ball in, in, in 2014, right? About how they could actually, like, <laughs> uh, go forward after the independence movement. And the SNP absorbed a lot of the... A lot of the the momentum, um, but during 2013, the first time I went out, the SNP had a flyer which had a hand with lightning bolts coming out of it, right on the front, like very very fucking Emperor Palpatine, right, and yep. it said the power's in your hand. You flipped it over on the back. It said fill in this form to win an iPad. <laughs> that was their campaign strategy. To win Scottish independence, right? We had Would, flyers which said, get rid of Trident, invest in the National Health Service, uh, hire, tax the rich, right? We had like, we had, we had concrete fucking demands, mm-hmm. right? A Scottish independence has to be these things. It has to be anti-imperialist. It has to, has to open its borders, right? It has to be open to immigration, right? Rip. These are the fucking, like, noted, like, radical shit, right? We yeah. went round, guess what? The SNP started adopting that. How many iPads are we talking about? <laughs> I don't fucking... Person? I don't know. I never heard one one person got an iPad. I don't know. Anyone got a fucking iPad? I think that's yeah. a call. Uh, so minor, uh, minor footnote. The Trident Trident uh, related to the missile, which uh, was yeah, uh, a bit of a topic. Anyway. Trident is also owned in the United States, by the way, so you guys are fucking to blame for that. So You're welcome. <laughs> we usually are. Uh, also, saying note, my grandfather... Uh, protested and was arrested protesting Polaris, which was the um, the previous, uh, the very first nuclear weapons on the on the Clyde. Grant Morrison's dad was involved in a lot of those protests, really? as I recall. Yeah. So I mean, I can just help Grant Morrison. Hey, uh, I think your grandfather could. You, uh, I've got a comic book idea, Grant. Do you want to just? Yeah. Right. But yeah, that would be great. Would you do that? It seems like might get your foot in the door. Right. I don't know. Oh, and I don't know uh, how the world of comic books works. Uh, by the way, speaking of Grant Morrison, uh, watch the Doom Patrol series; it's surprisingly good. Anyway, uh, but one of the yeah, one of the things that I wanted to mention that I did want to bring up is both the I guess the kind of that little cluster like twenty fourteen twenty fifteen yeah. of 
of like Scottish Labour, uh, the 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 referendum and the SNP, and the, kind of yeah. like yeah, how how did that so, kind of like you know that so fuckery the, go on? Yeah, the radicalism, in the, the 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 referendum, right, really radicalised a whole generation of people, right. It, it was a phenomenal change in Scotland. Um, it really like it it shifted completely. It, it was like, you know the feeling when you read about a revolution or something, right? There was a little bit of that in the air, right? There was a little bit of that feeling of the, the you know, the um, the festival of the oppressed thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It was ordinary working people, right, coming out, working class people coming out across Scotland, demanding stuff, right? And there was a huge feeling in the air of, like, change. Um, and the, the defeat of it didn't totally quash that feeling the conditions were still there the conditions are still there mm-hmm. right about the, the the inequality is still there the the, the the catastrophe that is capitalism is still there the fallen rate of profit the the inability for people still have like um, you know people still have low paid jobs it's very similar to here right I mean Britain's very similar to here in terms of that um, attacks on the NHS are still going on but the problem was that the radical left didn't put in place something that people could do afterwards. There was no launch of a political party. There was no, like, um, <laughs> you know, we were arguing for it. We were like, a United Socialist Party. I know we've had a falling out before and it's been disastrous, but bear in mind, there's, I mean, electoralism is not the only thing. Right. But there is all these, we need to tell these people to do, there, is some, there has to be something they can do, right? The SNP provided that, it was vote for us. And it was very simple. It was vote for us. We'll become the most powerful par- uh, par- uh, party in Scotland, and we will get a second referendum, and we will win that one. That was their message in two thousand and fourteen, right? And then what happened subsequently was Labour lined up the Tories and lined up the Liberal Democrats to oppose um, to oppose the Scottish independence movement, and they still do, right? And that was the death nail. Of, of of the Labour Party, right? The Labour Party were proposing nothing in Scotland. Absolutely nothing. And that's basically the... I mean, is, does England just have too much sway on... on in that in that instance? Like, like, like Labour's fucking y'all in Scotland. Is it because they're too kind of... Well, Labour has now got a, a left-wing leader, right? Mm-hmm. Who politically, you would argue, is more to the left of the SNP, right? Why doesn't the Scot? The question then is, why doesn't the Scottish people line up with a more left wing? Because, right again, uh, Marx's understanding of this. Guess what? The Labour Party is wed to the British state. Mm. The the independence of Scotland would break apart the British state. The historical project of capitalism, right? The very first fucking colonial capitalist state would disintegrate. Right, that that in itself, the Labour Party is wed to the British state, so it cannot, and it's absolutely that is one of the like the things that that cannot be um, completely uh, like the Labour Party can't go over that, right? So they, like, like a social democratic wall. Yeah, like they're, yes. they're too entrenched. They are absolutely like most social. They're entrenched to the like most social democracy, right? They're entrenched to the the nation, the nation state. Yeah. So they're absolutely part of that nation state. So even now, Corbyn or John McDonald comes out last week and says, "Yeah, that was the thing. Like, like, something like the last week. It was shit. It wasn't even like it, McDonald was like, we won't block a vote to maybe consider another <laughs> independence referendum, maybe at some point in the future, perhaps. But we won't vote for it. We wouldn't vote for it, but we won't block it. So he basically said, we we still don't support independence." 
we won't vote for independence, but we won't block you having a meaningless vote. Mm. Right. And the Labour Party, the right of the Labour Party, which we're going to get to Corbynism, went fucking apoplectic, right? They were like, this is a betrayal of fucking everything we stand for as wherever we are, whatever we stand for, I can't remember something. We're all, we are a United Kingdom. Or- yeah, whatever. We love the Queen. This is a betrayal of the Queen and and her like, wonderful um, children <laughs> and their their habits and their desires and their uh, their their twisted uh, yeah. uh, fuck what, what was which one of the was it William I think we have the, the photo that popped up in the last it was like the last fucking week of it was um, was it no 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 Andrew was Epstein yeah, are we print? getting on that Ep shit no no mm. no we're not <laughs> um, you got this. This this uh, this episode won't be out for another three weeks because I know I know what my production schedule is oh, like. Okay, um, they will have solved no, the but, ep- mystery. Well, I think then. it's Prince. It's it's no, it's the balding one. It's Prince William, isn't it? There's a there's a picture that came out of like <laughs> all uh, fucking balding. I mean, what's that? all fucking bald. Well, no, because no, because yeah. no, because Harry is the one who's got the he's got the the the, the curly ginger shit. Isn't okay, it? Right, right, right. But this because are you talking like, about the representative from balding? <laughs> that sounds like a British county, doesn't it? <laughs> no. You know, we, the right honourable gentleman MP, from Balding, the, M- the MP from Balding, Lord Balding, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weird like black hatter shit. Um, but there's a um, no, there's there was a photo that came out of of uh, of uh, Prince William sitting on a chair held a, held aloft by like eight black people. And being carried along, and Jesus I can't, fucking, you, and it's I, 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 the, no, and this is but this is recent. Well, and this is like you know dated. Well, I'm guessing this is with because like his hair is that gone. He's got, he's got like he's got like Peyton Manning baldingness. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's just the, the, the shots going on. And people are like, really, they wanted to release this photo, but anyway, holy fuck! I mean, the, I mean, that makes sense. They don't give a f- they don't give a shit, right? They actually don't. I mean, this is the royal family. <laughs> fucking absolute, like, ne- like fucking amazed. Nazis, right? I mean, like, like come on. I'm, like. I'm amazed they give as much of a shit as they do. Like, nothing can happen to them. No, I know, right? Like, like they could literally, like... They probably like, have like, a bunch like, of advisors saying, like, piss- you shouldn't just take a shit on people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 like At least not on camera. Um, yeah. Philip just yeah. like walking maybe, down, walking down the main street, just pissing on people's shoes. Yeah. Maybe don't. Like, I mean, maybe don't piss in that poor person's mouth. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh no, anyway. So, so back. To, sorry yeah. for the the, the digression. Back to. <laughs> no, we're not done with this. <laughs> well, no, but no, but, but that's the thing is. So, um, okay, we're no. Let's. Okay, so we've talked about. Uh, we've do we want to get into anti-Semitism? Is it time for that yet? Well, do we want to do? <laughs> what what major issue do we should we talk about next? Brexit or anti-Semitism? Well, I mean, they're probably again. I think these things are all connected, right? So, the 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 defeat of Labour, right, was interesting in itself. It completely shook. It really shook the British state as well. Like within the SNP coming, basically, the SNP controls Scotland. It has most of the MPs. They lost a few at the last election. It has the entire most of the, the majority in the Scottish Parliament, and it has a lot of has some like five hundred council seats, which are like local mm-hmm. local authorities. It, it's losing some support because it's a neoliberal party, right? It's not a revolutionary party. Not, it's not even yeah, the Labour Party, right? Not, has, a, not an uncommon problem. Yeah, it has grown its support within the working class massively. It is, by the way, the SNP. Just to be clear, are the largest per head of population, the largest political party in Europe. Per percentage of population. Wow. They're Damn. bigger than the Labour Party. They are bigger than any social democratic party in Europe. Percentage of population. Scotland's a small place, right? But 
numbers of people who are in the SNP who are on is, is the largest percentage per head of population what, in Europe. What is the population Six of Scotland? Million. Six million. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty small, right? Yeah, I would, so, I would have thought and, more. Okay. And most people live um, in the central belt of Scotland. So the Highlands, the Islands are fairly, like you, most people live in the central belt or up the coasts. Right, this the north is pretty pretty depopulated. Oh, guess what? Historically, because all the people were fucking thrown off the land for sheep, right? And the islands are pretty depopulated for the same fucking reason, right? So the central belt was the industrial belt, and then the coasts were the industrial belt because they had trade, right? So Dundee, Aberdeen, are the big cities. There was just huge. There was twenty thousand people protesting for a second independence referendum in Aberdeen last weekend. Right, Aberdeen is a small city. Right, it's not a huge city. That's is it a like huge comparable to Portland. Smaller? It's smaller. Okay, it's more like Eugene or something like that, right? Uh, wow. And you had like a huge fucking demonstration. You have ones of Gla- in Glasgow of like fifty, sixty thousand people regularly demanding a second independence referendum. Sounds like it'll probably work then. Well, the SNP don't want to fucking do it, right? Because. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. And also, guess what happens when there is a second independence referendum, right? You stir up through. all the yeah. other shit that's been there, right? And it goes through, right? You don't know what's going to happen. So what, like, on the, like, what does it stir up on the right? On the right, absolutely reaction. So you have the most vile, racist, homophobic, like, the, 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 the anti, um, uh, there, there was a hel- there was some hilarious shit during the referendum. There was stuff like you know like it, the same stuff around Brexit. See the same arguments of Brexit. You see which are like we're all going to starve to death because of Brexit. Um, I'm going to die from my diabetes. Um, the basically is, the whole world is going to fall apart because of Brexit, which is what they're talking about. The with Ireland of school lunches is going to decline. Yeah, or, the, with, with the, school well, not just that, but they're they're talking about that with like with, with with Ireland now about like you know hard Brexit and like port closures and yeah. So so like all of the scaremongering that's around Brexit was about ten times that amount in Scotland. Every day the mainstream press would put a new story. There was actually a thing called The Vow, which is very funny, right? Which was The Vow, and it came across all the mainstream, uh, which was nearly every single newspaper. Oh, boy. Um, press had The Vow, which was all the parties, the Tories. This is, again, bear in mind, the Labour Party lined up with the fucking Conservatives to deny Scottish independence. That is why they are dead, right? They lined up with the Tories and Liberal Democrats, and they said they had The Vow, which was... If you do, if you vote no, we'll give extra powers to Scotland. Did that happen? Of course not. Of course not. Fucking, of course not. Right? Who the fuck is gonna like another? Uh, another that's the sort of shit that they were doing. It's similar, similar sort of shit. Another, an, another minor, a minor introduction, interjection slash note. Much like in our current uh, electoral uh, presidential campaigns, mm-hmm. two of our ma- major, eh, sizable, two of the two of the not small candidates, uh, Mayor Pete and Kamala Harris, their pa- their parents vote for both of them. Yeah, both of their uh, Mayor Pete's dad translated Gramsci. Uh, Kamala, yes, Kamala's uh, Mayor Pete's dad is a was a massive like Marxist Gramscian scholar at I think at UND. Uh, So so little Pete's rebelling is that what's going on? Fuck yeah! (laughs) I've just uh, and again conspiratorial head. I was like Mayor Pete's dad was definitely CIA plan. At a certain point, uh, well, we, uh, which a conversation You're so much more galaxy brain than I am right now. I don't even <laughs> well, fucking know what that a means. Co- a conversation All we had with dads are CIA plants. 
<laughs> That's the galaxy brain take right there. Yeah. Well, as well as you know, you flash back to our uh, our earlier our earlier conversation with Varn, which actually gets into a lot of that. But okay, now so Mayor Pete's dad again. Um, translates fucking Gramsci into helps translate him into English as a, ma- as a massive like Marxist professor Kamala Harris's dad again massive Marxist professor okay going back Wait, to he's tw- a Marxist Kamala, the, yes uh, I thought he was a bourgeois economist uh come on look 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 him up as far as I know he's a, he unless I'm completely talking out of ass but it's I, I think, know he's a Jamaican economist he taught at Berkeley so he probably is a Marxist never mind sorry he's no I don't know he's a, he's a leftist <laughs> professor far you know far lefter far leftier than his his you know his, his daughter go we go back to the again in the year yeah Meliband Meliband yeah right the leader uh, the pre, the the dude who was in charge of the, the head of the labor party before Corbyn got in was Ed Meliband whose father was Ralph Miliband, yep. which if you, any of you, uh, uh, most of you uh, lefty nerds out there... It was Ralph Mouth from Half Few Days. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. but, oh, but, uh, however, that was only his side job. Oh, okay. His primary job was as... He was pretty much... what I can't remember for you. I think it was pretty, just well, just like a writer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was an academic and, uh, yeah, uh, a writer. He was a... You know, he, he wrote a very wide-ranging critique of the Labour Party. Which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. I mean, there's some things... From would, the left, you mean? From or? the left, yeah. 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 No, I mean, Ralph- essentially, but he was a member of the Labour Party and wrote a critique which basically said the Labour Party is a reformist party and this is the limitations of the Labour Party. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, he was a massive like, massive yeah. writer from, like, I think from the 50s on, wasn't yeah. it? Or? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's kind of... A, you have the... <laughs> The fail son dynamic happens <laughs> in you know in it, it, it is not it's not just an American. Oh, it is the Meliband, the Meliband's like Ralph and David. David is the real fucking shithead. <laughs> it's, um, it's an Anglo-American the, phenomenon. Yeah, that guy is. You no, know, he's here, right? He's an American now as well. Wow, I don't know. It's almost like know. following me like a fucking bad smell, David Meliband. Like I moved to America. David Meliband's now some sort of like CEO of a of a charity, which is probably terrible. I don't know. It's, I think it's a refugee charity, but um, it, gi- I, it gives I, pit bulls to poor people. Probably something food. like that. Probably so, or rip, rip gives pit bulls to refugees or something. Yeah, yeah something yeah. awful like that. Yeah. Okay, uh, so one Nazi of the pit bulls. <laughs> it gives Nazi pit bulls to refugees. Yeah, but um, allegedly. <laughs> which is not because well, with we, the hopes of reforming the pit bulls, pit bulls. that's the whole point yeah. of the which is not because pit bull because pit bulls are english uh, dobermans were jobermans and german shepherds were german anyway um actually german shepherds were yeah but probably, these were like the mosley uh, uh pit bulls <laughs> the mosley pit bulls. that's true i know stuff about british fascism Whoa! yeah <laughs> the um well let's we, let's use that as a rare transition point because so, tw- uh, you, so you have the the referendum goes down barely yeah. in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Was it a, was it a general election or was it just like just the uh, just the like a labor election? It was. Uh, so there was a there was the general there was a Scottish parliamentary election and then there was a general election. Okay. So and in both cases the SNP um, destroyed the Labour Party completely. So there was a general election twenty fifteen and the Labour Party were wiped out in Scotland by mm. they had one I think they had one seat. Uh, they were they were basically had nearly all of the seats in Scotland, especially in the central belt. And in Glasgow, I think they'd had a... My friend always argued that you could elect a collie dog in certain places as a Labour... You just stand it as a Labour Party, the right honourable collie dog in, uh, would win. There's no rule that says you can't. You'd no rule that says <laughs> yeah. you can't, right? They probably would have done better because people would have been like, ah, I mean, he's Labour, but... It's cute, isn't in it? the American version of that is uh, is um, what we call a blue dog, 
where people would would as long as they were was it I can't remember if it was originally a yellow dog, but I think it was the thing was as long as you know you could run a dog as a Democrat in certain areas and people would vote for it. So yeah. you had very like is concern- that really where that comes from? I think that's where the phrase blue dog De- blue dog Democrat comes from because it's oh, like okay. because of the uh, the the doesn't make me hate it any less. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's the thing like that's how we got you know and thank you fucking Rahm Emanuel and everybody else like would run like conservative candidates in certain seats and so that's how we got blue dog Democrat what they call blue dog Democrats which right. was much more of a of a W. You know, W slash Obama era thing, but 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 also one blue dogs of, are like the people that are like, look, I don't really care about politics. I just I own a couple of putt putt golf courses, and uh, I want to make sure that yeah. nothing gets in my way. But but what I, what I brought up the one of the because of one of, because of the results of the twenty fifteen election is that uh, the head of the Labor Party changes. Yep. So those those things obviously impact each other, right? So mm. the 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 kind of um, collapse of the Labour Party in Scotland, right, leads to crisis within the Labour Party. Um, at that point, bear in mind, that point, everybody was like, the Labour Party's done as a thing, like not just in Scotland, but you're just like, it is done, like it is dead. Yeah, it's David Cameron for the from here on out. Yeah, or 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 there was at a point in the left where we were like, oh, revival of the left. Right? Mm-hmm. And we did not see it coming through the Labour Party. Honestly, people were not even the revolutionary left were not fe- they thought the, the social because dem- bear in mind also that's the period of social dem- democracy across Europe is fucking dying. Like the social de- traditional social democratic parties in Greece, Greece the, the Theresa, yeah, but Pisa was the the Greek party went from like forty percent of the vote to nothing to just. Absolutely, that was their labor, their labor yeah, the equivalent. Labor part. And then yeah. you had the same in Germany. You had the same in right across Europe, right? You, the Labour Party are dead, right? This is the, and then someone puts forward Corbyn as leader, right? And and Corbyn, to again, like uh, is of the left, right? He's not. He's again, he's a reformist. He's a social democrat. He's a traditional social democrat. He's not like. I think we've again in America it's very different, but in in, in Britain, Corbyn's not considered super radical, right? He, well, he remember, just seems now to be so radical. Well, you like, gotta, it's, yeah, it's, it's context. I mean, here we have Bernie and Bernie in. Well, check that. We have we have modern Bernie. We don't have, unfortunately we don't have eighties Bernie. Yeah, eighties Bernie would have just torn would, would tear shit up. Oh, bear but, in mind in Britain though the the WRP were running <laughs> were running parliamentary candidates. WRP supporters of. Uh, Colonel Gaddafi were running in the seventies. Wow. Were running good numbers oh, at elections, right? Like you're talking pretty crazy stuff at points, right? But but Corbyn was the he was the chair of the Stop the War Coalition for years as well. He was an anti you know an imperialist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, always in the fringes of the Labour Party. No one saw that coming. Um, a couple of trade unions sponsored them, and. The, the you know momentum right momentum forms around that right? right momentum really is about that momentum suddenly people and the I would say that I have always thought that the radical like if you think of it as an arm swing this to England and Wales at that point away from Scotland and before that Scotland was very much seen as like a radical edge in Britain right the independence referendum had radicalised all these young people um, and older people and trade unionists and all this sort of stuff right into like wanting to fight for something better right a lot of that energy went into the Scottish National Party Um, the, the and a lot of the Scottish National Party members, they set up things like trade union groups and stuff. So there's a huge trade union block 
within the Scottish National Party. Good. The Scottish National Party, again, though, but bear in mind, the Scottish National Party is a neoliberal party. It is not set up even remotely like the Labour Party. The The influence of that is, is purely... If you look at what they're demanding now, that's a good indication. The Scottish National Party, again, before... Again, in the, the independence campaign, before... One, they had two debates, right? The first debate, Alex Salmond, who was the leader of the Scottish National Party, went up. There were a bunch of fucking shit talking points about Scotland should be Scotland because we're all Scottish and we're all in this and it's going to be great because we can all, you know, have tartan buttons for our coins mm. and like, I don't know, whatever the fuck. Robbie that, Burns and what? And Robbie Burns and us oh, jocks we and. <laughs> look at my knobbly knees and I've got a big red face yeah. and like that was his argument right and then the second one he got went we should get rid of Trident we should he just used all the left talking points right mm-hmm. that was the impetus in the, to the SNP leadership then elected Nicola Sturgeon who was always to the left of the SNP she was a fringe again she gets elected but again the party itself the, the biggest single donor to the SNP is a guy called Brian Sutter who is a massive homophobe he is. He was behind. Oh section, shit! I have. I think I've have heard about yeah, this guy. Set behind Section Twenty Eight, right, which was banning the promotion of homosexuality in Scotland, right. And there was a big campaign that got rid of Section Twenty Eight in Scotland. When I was in the nineties, this is in the fucking nineties, right. You couldn't promote homosexuality again. Like now you can though, which is great. <laughs> so if anyone wants to go there, <laughs> some saying, and to this is and this isn't even Ireland, Christ. Yeah, you know. I know, right. Well, I understand that there's some talk in the United States of uh, passing some laws that are going to place restrictions on actually discussing homosexuality in schools. And they probably copied this from fucking Britain, which is the classic thing to do. Yeah. But uh, and so, and, and, but one of the things I wanted to use that is uh, because Corbyn shows up and the next year mm. Brexit happens. Yep. And it's one of those, again, it's 2015-2016 is the... Uh, and we talk about here that you know they are breakpoints, but they're not breakpoints. Right. You know they they are ruptures of a sense. Mm. They're I think the, a rupture of a consensus, I guess. Without even though that everything that happened was of a very predictable linear passage that comes through. Mm. But one of the things that that's um, again because Cor- all of the um, wait, are you talking that uh, both Corbin, Corbin's you know labors like like big. Uh, like uh, the, 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 their swing or something? No, I think it's more of just how the both the the, the rupture points being um, because in 2015 Corbyn gets elected and Bernie shows up, right? Okay, but also uh, 2016 Brexit happens and Trump gets elected. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, and but like I said, like I said, the, the, these in a certain points, uh, an idea, a, a consensus, whole, a consent, you know, the consensus view or whatever the hell you want to call it, how things were going. At some point, it is both a rupture and yet not because it's. You can definitely see it's just it's just the normal pattern of how these things have to go. But but I'm bringing this up is because of all of the pushback against <laughs> the pushback against Corbyn is because um, and the, the one of the things that we want to bring up we, we, we alluded to earlier was like all the charges of anti-Semitism, right. and I think my own thing is that because what was it just that. Because for the longest time, like all these people, including people of his own of his own party, yeah. were trying to attack him for like being like sexist and against women because he like angrily like responded to something Theresa May said, but that didn't stick. But like the anti-Semitism stuff does because the Labour Party is not exactly the most pure party there. And I'm wondering if you if you could well, talk about that. So so the, I mean, you guys might want to chip in as well, but I mean the thing is quickly false. 
right? right. Absolutely false. Right. I mean, straight off the bat, we all know that it's fucking bullshit. Right. right? So, like, but the, where, where the, does it? I guess where does it come from? In well, the- it comes from because it can stick. Mm. That's it. Is it, they tried everything, right? Because because they're they're terrified of them. The the Corbynism, the the I, all of this stuff comes from an. Um, there's not been there was two, I want to go back a little bit in history in British history. 2011 mm-hmm. height of like the Arab Spring and stuff. There's a big strike in Britain, right? A big big strike which you guys probably don't know about, right? There was a big public sector strike in 2011 of what, millions what, what, of workers. What time? What, what part? What time of year? Um, it was. Was it, it was, was autumn? The, it was in the autumn, right? So it was the, shit. So that would have been like almost on, right on top of Occupy, right? Yeah. So okay. all of that stuff is fucking kicking off, right? There's a big public sector strike in Britain. Mm. Um, millions of workers go on strike. Um, the trade union movement back out. It's about pensions and conditions, right? Trade union leadership. Sounds sell, well, well, that certainly sounds familiar. Yeah. Sell it out, right? And the rank and file aren't in the place to fucking push it. I that defeat, which was the defeat, right? Of that inability for to go into the working class to go into the, the economic front foot mm-hmm. right, denies the space for an alternative on the left. This is my opinion, right? right. An alternative on the left in terms of Syriza, because bear in mind in Greece, you had huge strike waves that bring about this. This these are Syriza is a, a, a hodgepodge of different people, right? Greece has different conditions and stuff, right. but like the the. The economic situation in Britain hasn't really got any better. It's got worse. Austerity comes down the pipeline. It's really fucking people over, right? Horrific stuff. But in Scotland, there is also other... Um, there's a thing called the bedroom tax, right? Which, in Britain, really they brought in this and on council housing, on social housing. Mm. If you had a spare room, right, they would, they would reduce your benefits, Right, the, the the Tories brought in this law, which meant that you'd be taxed. Basically, you would your benefits would be reduced. Well, did they think like this is and this is before Airbnb, so it's like it's not like people were like renting. Yeah, nobody was renting this shit out. Right, this is a fucking social housing. People were stuck. There was a, there was a, there was a lack of single bedroom housing. Right, mm-hmm. and there was the, the Tory government. Well, there was an attack on poor people. Right, fundamentally, it was attacking poor people. Right. People were using this. A lot of people were using this because they had disabilities and they were using their second room for for their son who has a disability right they, they, they determined that as being unoccupied though so because I, I, I criminal stuff typical criminal stuff they brought in really punitive measurements against people with disabilities they really that's the, the most vulnerable was the first people they attacked the refugees um the disabled those people on on benefits hmm. that's where the tories went for right right and that's really what they were pushing Right, so you have this crisis. You have this absolute drive to austerity. This lack of response from the organised working class trade union movement, Corbynism, the tradition of reformism. Right, where do people's energies go when they're given an opportunity? Working class people go for that. Right, right. So they're yep. going to go towards Corbyn, and they're going to go towards this thing. And in Scotland, it's independence, and in and the SNP. Even if they are not actually radical, right? And you have to say that working class people were looking for something, right? There was no other option there well, they, like, to fight economically. So they went for something which was traditional, which was the, the, the reformist vote for us idea, right? right? So is the it, same with Corbyn. Yeah, is it a thing where it's like folks need like um, a channel or a vector or like a project to plug into? Santos. Yeah, well, well the, Sanders. Uh, Sanders is nothing if not that, right? There's no radical extra um, 
left in Britain and America. So you've got Sanders, right? Sanders comes about. Sanders reflects what people already think. Mm. And in fact, I always think when people are voting for Sanders, when people are looking at Corbyn, they're more to the left. They're way more to the fucking left, right? Well, if they're yeah. looking at him, it's kind of a almost a, a kind of like, oh, well, I suppose. Like, it's not perfect, but it'll do. I don't know anyone who's like, with with Cor- I mean Corman's way to the left as Sanders as well by right. the way well, on well, foreign policy on on like well, nationalisation Sanders is not going to fucking nationalise the railways right I mean like that's- right well yeah but also most <laughs> I mean yeah the UK is it's like you know you guys you know they had a they they still have a you know they had the welfare state whereas here we have right. Eh. I don't think people are more to the left though I I think the the the, the, the structures the, were the structures the structures in place. They were one more. I think also we don't have in Britain. We didn't have we didn't have um, slavery and the legacy of slavery and then Jim Crow, right? Uh, you had the British Empire, right? Not like Ireland, right? Well, Ireland. Exactly. Well, that's the kicker is that I mean it, the British form of that was all the shit on the subcontinent, but that's another story. Yeah, but the, the form of like the 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 it couldn't be used um, as a crux to beat the working class and to 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 scoot to. To like you know, school the working class and like you're you know you're better off than them, right? Right. There's not really that. Northern Ireland is a great example of that working in Britain, right? Colonialism. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland is is the poorest part of Britain. Guess why? Protestants like this idea that that Protestants benefited from the segregation of Northern Ireland is absurd because they were still paid fucking shit compared to everybody else in Britain. So well, working class people in Northern Ireland who are Protestant or Catholic were poorer than everyone else. And someone so, actually, yeah. The, Somebody on the because I was asking a couple people on um, I think it was on either on like one one of the too many discords I'm on about like you know can anybody give me some like you know weird uh, weird Scottish political you know bullshit factoids and one of them brought up the fact that there, um, the Orange Order exists yeah. in Scotland yeah which is some biz- hugely huge and can can you describe that a little bit about like Jesus fuck it. right so the well, Orange well, Order yeah like, uh, as, as deeper as vile yeah. like right wing uh, paramilitary semi pala the the mar- they basically their, their inception was to intimidate and and terrorize Catholics. That was the the reason d'etre. That is why they exist in Scotland now. Um, that's why they exist in Ireland. They exist in Scotland because Scotland and the um, uh, where if you hear, people here, it's very funny. People here say like, "Oh yeah, I'm 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 uh, Scots Irish," and I'm always like, "What? You're, you're Scots Irish?" To, to if you said that, you would be like, "Oh, you're Ulster Scots." You're people have said that to me. So oh, I'm Ulster Scots. I'm like, you were a colonialist. You were a settler like that, but bear in mind a lot of them come from that position. Also, the racism that Irish people faced when they or Catholics faced when they moved to Britain. A lot of them moved into the the to the shipyards, to the industry of the Central Belt of Scotland, and they faced horrific racism. There was signs in Glasgow bars that said "No blacks, no dogs, no Irish." Right. The title so they, of the title of uh, Johnny of John Lydon's uh, autobiography, I believe. Yeah. Right. So, like th- that was a real fucking thing, right? That xenophobia and that racism in Britain was a, was in in the sec- from the fifties to forty. I mean, like the whole fucking that whole fucking period of the twentieth century. Um, the the and that's where I mean the Orange Order were a reactionary force, predominantly called. I mean, goes into the working class, right? But predominantly the, the leadership of it is absolutely petty bourgeoisie, bourgeoisie, right? Mm. Leadership, 
um, the, the again, it's a it's about divide and conquer, right? It's about dividing up the working class. It's about it's about the British state, British states colonialism coming home. Yeah, right. So it's that it's in Northern Ireland, but it comes back and it divides communities within Glasgow. It's effective way, right? If you're having a fucking strike, you don't want you're like, oh, you're not fucking striking that Catholic, are you? Right. It's an effective way, except it's not, because it turns out in history, guess what? When working class people get together and fight. They fucking don't give a shit about that stuff suddenly. That stuff becomes meaningless because the, the real enemy becomes very evident and it's the boss. Right. <laughs> like that's well, the, the real fucking But that's enemy. the thing is like communicating that, people. Yeah. Um, a a Do uh, you have a question? Nope. Jacob? So you're saying that Corbyn wants to redirect that energy toward the Jews? Is that... <laughs> so um, Corbyn, Corbyn's like... The, the accusation's anti-Semitism, right? are obviously fucking bullshit. And they stick because um, they've tried everything else, right? But where's it? Well, I guess where's it coming from, though? Because Corbyn opposes... Um, so Corbyn is pro-Palestinian. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it's, BD, it's, it's, uh, BDS. It's, it's BDS, yeah. yeah. It's BDS, yeah. right? Which is... Uh, this is a, a rough thing for me because my, my brother-in-law is Jewish and uh, uh, he's real... Uh, a Zionist, I guess you could say, and like, and I don't mean that in in an essentially pejorative way, but boy, like every time something really fucking marginal happens, I see his. He's got a Facebook post about how, whoa, this was like this re- this recent thing about Ilhan uh, Omar, where it was, it was like, well, it was a tough decision to make, but I think that you know Netanyahu made the right one, and it's yeah. like. All de- again, all defense to uh, all you know, all defense to uh, to Ilhan Omar as uh, as uh, Shanti from um, from uh, from SFDSA once said. Uh, we all need to band together and uh, and build uh, and build build her a uh, build her a Gundam for protection. <laughs> oh shit! But it's rough because like that's my brother in law. I can't yeah, I can't start th- shit with that guy. You know what I mean? You should give, send me his Facebook. <laughs> I'll start some shit. shit, Okay, I'll do that. I mean, mean, the thing that's that's the simple explanation, right, for Corbynism is like he's... But the the reason I bring it up is because he's that guy. Like, he's the guy that would be like, yeah, Corbyn's... Like, Corbyn's an anti-Semite. Not because he really thinks that, but because it's it's complete opportunism. But I think the the positive stuff uh, around that is that, that... that proves the BDS is winning to a point, right? Right. Like that, that is a genuine threat. That that, um, and it's really for me, it's super inspiring to see like uh, Jews. Um, there's an organization called Jews for a Just Peace in Britain, and here it's um, oh god, what's the name of the, the organization? The, in the, pick one. Um, well, there's Jews, Jews, Jews Voice for Peace. Jews Voice for Peace. Yeah. There's also. Um, Never again is Never again. now. Never again is now. And um, there's a and there's another. Again, after a while, just the acronyms yeah. kind of like bubbling up. They all got arrested. Like Eli Valley and Rally Carbapel and Grandma wrote a bunch good. of yeah. all. You know, forty of them got arrested. Uh, pro, you know, literally you occupied an Amazon, the Amazon brick and mortar right. shop in in New York to like tell to tell uh, Amazon to stop dealing with ice, and they all got arrested. Right. Um, I and it's it's elderly good stuff as well and I mm-hmm. think that's great that people are doing that and like you know it might not attract to your brother-in-law but 
You know, but it's there. It's there. You yeah. know. No, it's just a tension in my life. It's like just I want. I want. I want to scream. I want to scream at him. But Jewish voice for peace. But I can't do it. Just like yeah, this is the the best I could do is he was getting really down on at Antifa in Portland, and I just I really fought back and. Uh, I, again, I think I definitely convinced the people that he was yeah. he was talking. Well, that yeah. Do you guys with. do you guys have Antifa? Well, I mean, this is the interesting thing, right? So, so like, if we all talk anti-race, I think my my big criticisms of in, in the United States are about the inability for the left to form a, a productive united front. Mm. Um, I think Antifa. Um, and we Again, do, it's a very morphous thing. It's not really one thing. Right? Yeah, like I say, that's the thing. Even when we say Antifa, the thing that means that it's two different things because whenever anybody says Antifa, they almost always mean black block. Whereas, like, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not uh, an Antifa person, right? Because I'm not from the traditional anarchism. And for me, it was a European thing. It comes from Germany, right? And, yeah, antifistisch. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, so when the first time I ever saw that was in Germany, um, or around European Social Forum in the two thousands, or like around like protests against the G eight and stuff, right? And it, it was always associated with black bloc because the black bloc were actually the only people who would use that term because there was already a tradition of United Front anti-fascism in Britain. Mm-hmm. You have the ANL, the Anti-Dancy League in the seventies. You now have a variety of different things like love. Uh, you have like Stand Up to Racism. Mm. You have um, United Against Fascism, and a variety of different non-affiliated anti-racist, anti-fascist groups. So like that. And it was, and it's much more linked into the trade union movement, um, which is for me is, as a socialist is really good because that's where working class people are. Right. If we like, for example, the TUC and the STUC in Scotland continually is is a backer of unite against fascism and stand up to racism. So when we have demonstrations, the TUC puts it out to all of the trade unions that this is the position that they have as the trade union council. So it's trade union, so it's the council of all the trade unions mm. support anti racist, anti fascist work. Members are expected to come out. So, so you, every if you if you look if you can just Google it right and you can look for anti-racist demonstrations in Scotland, you'll see trade union banners. There's something lacking here, right? Like the organised working class and fucking or even just a common walking around everyday understanding that like, I mean, this the notion that there are people in the United States that are like. I'm I'm not just liberal. I'm really liberal. Like that is like yeah. an interesting distinction. Yeah, I was to say that. Well, the, um, the one thing I did, one thing in, ter- in certain certainly, what I wanted to bring up was because uh, what um, Sean, what you were saying is just sparked me. Is like how does with most like tra- uh, trade unions either in Scotland or you you know or like, the UK as a whole is there a political education component to any of the workers that just all almost like you know american style business unionism you have a mix okay you have a real mix and i mean the debate there's a big debate which again i encourage people to if you want to engage with this online uh, in marxist and and socialist circles about the weakness of the trade union why hasn't there been an economic struggle why hasn't there been an upsurge that there is some like victorious strikes and like you have to celebrate them and you have to support them. I know here Fred Meyer workers are thinking of going on strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there's a vote for strike action. We have to get out and support them. And and in Glasgow there was uh, a successful strike by council workers uh, for parity of pay, and this took them fucking ages 
to win this. Right? Mm-hmm. There's been successful strikes of homeless workers in Glasgow, and it took them, I think, 52 days out. They were out for 52 days to win. But how is that not increased, right? So how is that not built to a high level, right? Where, where is this? Why haven't we got... And there's a big debate in the left about... Why isn't this in Britain? And it's a debate in Britain, but also here, why haven't we seen an increase in a general strike or a, you know, like what what it is that was lacking in that? And I, I think would, that's a very good I, I, I fucking wish Candy was here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but like the, those are the, those are the their big questions. So there is a mixture of those service unions mm-hmm. and radical unions. So so like I had. Uh, comrades in the Bakers Union um, and the Bakers Union went um, where the people like Fight for 15 and stuff in Britain it was the Bakers Union who took that mantle up and um, and it was young people and people comrades of mine who I, I know who are who are like at the forefront of that like pushing for that they had a really good meeting with John McDonald where they were dressed like sad Ronald McDonald's there's a really fucking amazing picture of them sitting in parliament in this like ermined room right this like 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 absolutely disgusting palatial room and they're sitting with John McDonald and they're like this and they're just dressed they're like nodding dressed like these like death Donald Ronald McDonald's see, f- see folks sometimes <laughs> sometimes uh, cosplay as a part of your activism uh, does come in fuck handy fuck yeah right right back to what we'll Take that Philly DSA. Yeah. Um yeah. So so like the the stuff around like the unions and stuff. I mean, this is about again, I think it all fits into this political crisis in Britain as well and it's like a real simmering pot. I think you can see it in Scotland with Brexit, right? You, you, there might be another independence referendum. Um but below that, below what's actually going on, if you I I would encourage people to read out actually the things that people are fighting. In Britain there is a really great the really positive stuff is the anti-racist work that's going on because mm. Tommy Robinson and all the fash that are around yeah. him, right? EDL, yeah, people, in, uh, in English defence defense but, but so we had the BMP, we smashed the fucking BMP, right? But through a united front strategy of every working person who wanted to come out and fight, we encouraged them to come out and fight. We got into the trade union. We didn't go to like, you know, we didn't go to like the fucking liberal Democrats and say, and we didn't go to like, you know, like people like Ted Wheeler. We went to people who would actually come out. We mm. went to the trade union movement and we made it, so, honoring trade union members, we made it so that they had to come out, right? The trade union leadership had to back this. So this is, this is, a, and it's a hard thing to do, the United Front stuff, but it's really important and it was really successful smashing the BMP. Um, the EDL came out, they destroyed the EDL by, by turning up en masse, the same thing we did last weekend, Turn up on mass, and we they start fighting each other. My favorite thing about one of those demonstrations was was a guy fighting another guy, like as a white guy, and he was outside the Scottish Parliament, and he was like pushing this other guy, and then someone noticed that this Nazi, right, who'd been was wearing a Muhammad Ali T-shirt, <laughs> and he had the sign that said "End Sharia Law." It was <laughs> like the fuck these guys like I mean but absolute head cases right but they were only about thirty of them and they were just because they've been just they've been absolutely demoralised so racism is still a big a big dangerous thing because the Brexit party and Farage right so that is still a big thing but one of the traditions which is really really good and which I I think is really important in Britain and worth looking at um, for us here I think is is that of how do they, you know, because they're fighting fires at that point. Hmm. You're waiting for something to kick off, right. something positive to kick off. Because Brexit is not something for people in Britain that most people in Britain are driven mad by it. If you go online and you look at people tweeting about Brexit, it's fucking, it's, 
I mean, not even galaxy brain stuff. It's almost just like universe brain. Yeah, as like bad- they're just dis- destroyed by this. Like, yeah, as bad as bad as American Trump shit is here. Oh, it's equally as bad, right? On both on on the Remain side as well is absolutely just like. I mean, I, I just, I just heard about yeah, the the guys on Trash Future just, just making, just openly, just mocking everybody. Uh, the funny how these patterns set up and uh, set up on either side of of the Atlantic of the guys on Trash Future just mocking everybody, uh, all the hosts of the re, of the Remaniacs. Um, oh, they're just, there's just the 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 thing about like uh, Caroline Lucas who was like, we should have a. You know, a female government. You know, like we should just it should just be women, and that will save because yeah. women are more women are more caring. I'm not fucking joking, this, right? This sounds that, like a good idea. <laughs> My mom's on board for sure. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in Condoleezza Rice. It was though. an I'm with her government, basically. That oh, was her. Boy. That was her suggestion. It was like liberal Democrats and conservatives and and the Green Party, and we can all get together and we can stop this craziness once and for all. And I'll be prime minister. Start. You were just like, gee, like uh, uh, madness, absolute madness. Anyway, let me take a quick break, and I, I, because at, at some point, if we have time, if you guys are ready to hang, you can still stick with me. I do want to talk about because I seriously want to talk about transphobia in the UK because sure. just just this weird batshit thing. But uh, let's take a quick break. Smoke them if you got them. To be continued on the next episode of giving the mic to the wrong person. <laughs> 